0: welcome to nba summer from pure hoops media where the season never ends now that the raptors are the 2019 champs the 2020 season is on the clock and every team is tied for first at least until october with the draft free agency and the summer league all 30 teams have hope again at least until october (laughs) They're all making news and we'll keep you on top of everything until, well, past October. (laughs) Here are your hosts, Adam Stanko and Eric Newman.
1: The time has come. NBA summer continues. Free agency officially underway. And the Brooklyn Nets have officially taken over basketball in New York. Eric Newman, East Coast, Adam Stanko, West Coast. Adam, quite a start here to free agency. Let's start with Brooklyn, Kyrie, KD, DeAndre, all on their way to the borough. It's
2: fascinating, Eric. You know, to to think about how they got there is uh, remarkable. All the KD storylines, where would he end up? Then we see the Achilles injury come through. The Kyrie thing looked like he was going to be in Boston for a long time, and now all of a sudden – those three guys joining a Nets team. What Sean Marks has put together in Brooklyn is is pretty remarkable. And there's some young talent there. I mean, you know, they dealt for Torian Prince. Uh, Theo Pinson, who's a restricted free agent, is a guy that they like as a, as a young player. Uh, Deson and Musa, um, Karis LeVert still on the roster. There, there is a lot to like. Joe Harris. Um there's a lot to like about what the Brooklyn Nets have put together. Ja- Jar- Allen, Jar- Jared Allen? Jared Allen? Yeah, Jared yeah, Allen. There's a, there's
1: a ton. And Adam and and Adam, I I think I think we should quickly just before we really focus on the present. It's 6 years ago that they made the deal with the Celtics that many think is one of the worst trades in NBA history, trying to build a super team, trying to In one swoop, take over New York from the Knicks who were coming off of the Carmelo Anthony, Tyson Chandler, 50-plus win second-round season. And it collapsed, and it didn't work, and they had one playoff year where they went to the second round, they lost to the Heat, and it was over. And what Brooklyn has been able to do, building the team first from the ground up, grassroots approach, Either growing their own young talent or acquiring young talent, bringing in a really, really good head coach, and then of course positioning themselves with the cap to make this happen. And you mentioned Kyrie Irving not working out in Boston. It helps that he's from the area. It also obviously helps that he switched over to Rock Nation. And, uh, and you this bring has up that, out that draft
2: day trade that um, Celtics Hall that they got, as you said, six years ago. Uh, you know, Mikhail Prokhorov, the, the Nets owner at the time's head, said, you know, in 2010 that he guaranteed a title within five years. And, and that – and it's interesting you bring that up because it was – that was a rush move to try to fast track a championship. And what they've done here, as you just mentioned, with the head coach, with what Sean Marks has built, is, hey, let's let's start acquiring assets – Let's work on acquiring young talent. Let's develop that young talent and, like, make a major pitch in this strong class of 2019. And so I think now you you spin it forward and say, how do you expect these guys to play together? What does it look like next year Eric, when we see Ky- – well, not next year, two years because we have to wait a yeah. year for Kevin Durant. But when this this finally all gets on the floor together, what does it look like when it's Kyrie and, and uh, KD playing together?
1: So th- this is going to be a, a really interesting formula, and I, and I don't think we can discount the fact that they're going to have to play a year without Durant, and Kevin Durant is coming back from a, a ruptured Achilles tendon, like on the other side of 30. You know, we, we've seen medical advancements, but this is far from a guarantee. It's a bold move. It's a move they had to make. So w- what I see is, is, is I see a team who is built around the dynamic combination of Kyrie Irving— of um, Karis Levert and of Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant is not going to shoulder this whole thing. They're going to make life very easy for him when and if he comes back at full strength. And then, of course, the front court of Jared Allen and um, Torian Prince, I think, is a promising guy. And I I think this is a team like last year. You saw them uh, very high pace very high tempo shot a lot of threes I think their offense is going to be explosive I think they'd be foolish to get into ISO basketball I think you're going to see some very similar things to what the Warriors have done over the years as far as uh, a lot of basket cutting a lot of motion and then obviously watching where Durant was most effective on the floor with his teammates there in Golden State and at least try to emulate that a bit with highly skilled athletic perimeter players and some good depth
2: yeah Kenny Atkinson obviously as you mentioned uh, multiple times it Excellent coach, and I think is going to be able to piece it together. And But you also bring up a great point about what next year looks like in terms of trying to work on this thing without Kevin Durant and, and the growing pans that they may have to go through. I think that's going to be fascinating because we always sort of look to the future and say, well, we know how it's going to be in two years, but a lot changes and you know, impatience sets in, and obviously all this stuff surrounding Kyrie Irving. I expect him to be on his best behavior. I expect a refreshing um, attitude from him, but you just don't know. And I think uh, we saw that with the Lakers this year. (laughs) The Lakers had planned all along, hey, we're going to end up with a big star like an Anthony Davis, and we're going to get cap space because of our flexibility and our young guys. Everything they sort of asked for coming into 2019 happened, But think about how ugly it was to get to where the Lakers are. I worry about the Nets from that perspective, not having KD next year. If they're struggling, uh, they're pushing for an eighth seed in the East, and Kyrie feels like the younger guys aren't really getting it. What does that look like? Can they go through those growing pains before they actually get Durant on the roster?
1: Well, we're going to find out. I mean, this team without Kevin Durant should be right in the middle of the pack in terms of between a four and six, in my opinion, just with the roster now. Obviously, we're in the first night of free agency, a lot left to figure out. But Kyrie thought there was a microscope on him in Boston. He (laughs) thought it was critical there. Good luck with what the expectations are now going to be in Brooklyn. But speaking of expectations, Adam, Madison Square Garden, the New York Knicks, They traded Kristaps Porzingis to create two max slots. Obviously, they had no idea Kevin Durant was going to tear his Achilles tendon. But as we record this on Sunday evening, the Knicks have signed Julius Randle and Taj Gibson. And they have now lost the confidence and hope, I think, of most in New York. And they've also leaked the fact that they didn't feel comfortable giving Durant the max coming off of the Achilles injury. I just don't know what to make of these organizational decisions anymore, but the New York Knicks are officially no longer relevant.
2: I, the The idea that they may not have, if that report is true, that they may not have, have come to the table with a max offer to Kevin Durant is the, I mean, and you said it, that, that obviously there's questions about his health long term, and it's a major injury. So sure, there should be reason for concern. But if you're the Knicks and you haven't won anything, anything as of late, and the fans are depending on you, and you have the mecca of basketball in, in Madison Square Garden right there in your city, and you have a, a roster of a, a few young, athletic, talented kids, Like the idea that you wouldn't swing for the fences and, and have Kevin Durant for at least three years on your roster when he'd want to be there is just mind-boggling to me. If you're going to say something positive about the Knicks, you would say that, look, at the start of next season, they're going to have five guys maybe in their their starting lineup. might no, None of those guys are going to be 25 years old, and they're all athletic. Dennis Smith Jr., R.J. Barrett, Kevin Knox, Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson, some young talent, athletic talent. There's some reason for optimism, but the idea that this team wouldn't even put the money out to try to get a Kevin Durant off an Achilles injury is just incredible to me. And then you throw in Taj Gibson. And the fact that you're throwing money away at a veteran like that on a team that's already not going to be very good next year makes zero sense to me.
1: The other part of that, Adam, as we wrap this up, is you needed to bring Durant in to bring another star with him for the second slot. Yes. You're not getting another star without Durant. So they are now resigned to exactly what you just spoke about, a young athletic team, who will be coached properly, who will be coached hard, but this is a a flat-out rebuild from the ground up. Not what they were selling the fans. Not what they were peddling to the media. This is a rebuild from the ground up, and they now have no choice. They've got to take the long road, because we know next summer's free agent class is nothing remotely close to this. So for the New York Knicks and, Eric, and their fans, you got to keep waiting.
2: And Eric, the final point on this... I just thought the ultimate irony if you remember Knicks were actually using the idea of Kevin Durant to sell tickets. Remember that picture of Kevin Durant with Mitchell Robinson and they tried to say, "Oh no, it's 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 not about KD." And and they and they presented that to people to try to get them to buy season tickets as though they were going to get KD. The ironic part is Mitchell Robinson is basically what you're now selling for the Knicks 2019-2020 season.
1: I'm not surprised by any of it. Let's leave it at that.
0: (laughs) This has been NBA Summer, where the season never ends. Check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and listen to all of our pure hoops media shows and tell your friends, as well as random strangers, to do the same. (laughs) It's free and we don't collect your personal data.